And we'll do, we are live. It's uh, Ready Row USA's Rollapalooza, a silly name for a lot of different topics, uh, celebrating our third anniversary and a 100th episode. At uh, Ready Row USA, we've seen firsthand how rowing changes lives. So we're on a mission to connect and collaborate with the rowing community. From trainers and elite athletes like our guests, Nick Karwaski and Blake Gorley, to masters of a certain age like Marnie Schroer and myself, to boathouses, vendors, artisans, and hopefully uh, many of the people in our audience. We'd like to connect with you. We love talking about rowing, advocating for inclusion, access, and diversity in the sport, and hanging out with rowers and uh, at regattas and, and anywhere we can. We, we like non-rowers too, but <laughs> we like rowers. Um, so chime in at readyrowusa.com or on our social media platforms, mostly Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, but nothing gives us a greater thrill than seeing that little notification dot on Instagram or Twitter. And our audience gets personal attention to questions, comments, and episode suggestions. And our sponsors and partners receive value that far exceeds their their investment. That's kind of our policy. We just we want to pay it forward as much as possible. So please join us on a live stream if you'd like to join in on one of our panels. Uh, just contact us through the website. And now I'd like to introduce our illustrious guests, Blake Gorley, trainer and the science of rowing. I don't know if you, do you call it train or, or like, how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a play on trainer, but bringing in the rowing thing. So you could say trainer or trainer, if you want trainer, to trainer, sound for trainer. Train or. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, science of rowing is like one of my favorite uh, podcasts and, and um, programs in, in the fitness world. And Marnie Schroer, say hi, Marnie to the people. Marnie Schroeder from, from Spokane uh, River Rowing Association, a master's rower. And if you ever get a chance to go out to Spokane and row on the Spokane River, it's absolutely beautiful. You just have to avoid the jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> you still, you, you have a, a understanding with the jet skiers? <laughs> we, it's the planes that are really... Um... <laughs> The like bigger the challenge, but planes and paddle boards. The like the sea quiet is super big. Interesting. All right. And Nick um, from uh, Hydro and his got a training program, which he'll explain a little bit about. Uh, tag along with a pro. Hi, Nick. How are we doing? Thanks so yeah. much for having us. Yeah, this is great. I'm, the uh, theme is. You, our listeners may know is uh, row for your life, which is because we're rowers, we like to focus on that as our fitness tool, but it's it's really being fit for life. So I, I'll just go around and, and ask um, each of you to, to give the elevator speech about how you, you got onto the, the um, field and why you think rowing might be one of the better or more optimal um, ways to achieve fitness for life. So Blake, you want to start off? Sure. Um, I rode in high school. I uh, was lucky enough to get recruited to row in college and 
my first semester I injured my low back. So that actually started um, kind of my inspiration in terms of getting back into coaching and finding ways to give back and try to improve the sport because I think there's there's so many places that we can continue, can continue to get better. Um, so that's that's how I got into it. I won't spend too much more time there. Yeah, and then your podcast, you and two other guys are who produce that, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have Science of Rowing, which is um, we, we basically try to simplify rowing research um, and give it back to the rowers and the coaches so they can put it into their practice. Yeah, I have to say that I love your podcast and your you know what you put out there. It's I'm not a technical person, but I really it's really understandable and applicable. So. It has many layers to it. Love it. Thank you. I mean, yeah, a lot. Nick, what's what's your story? What's what's a day in the life of Nick Karwaski like? <laughs> yeah, I'm like most of you. I don't come from the rowing world at all. I've been tangentially involved uh, through my brother being on the national team for the past decade, and so I kind of always kept tabs on it. And I was a runner throughout college, uh, primarily 5,000 meters in steeplechase, and then I. Um, being 6'5", 200 pounds, that you didn't see too many other guys on the starting line for those races. So I transitioned to triathlon and was a pro triathlete from 2013 to 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, Fallen short for Rio in 2016, but uh, that led me to create Tagalong, which was you know basically working with people of all different levels to kind of improve in whatever, whatever they were looking to improve in sport. Uh, and then started uh, making my way back to uh, rowing, which I did a little bit of sweep rowing in high school uh, with Hydro, which is the connected mm -hmm. fitness company uh, where I'm one of the athletes for them, as well as a producer who does all the planning for all the destinations that we go to. Um, and now, you know, for the most part, 90% of my uh, cardio and strength training is is on the water with rowing. So it's definitely been a, a nice yeah. full circle to get back to my roots there. And, and I'm a huge fan of, of the sport now. Well, when I... Um do your workouts at, on my hydro. I, I got the Kickstarter. Uh, so I feel, you know, I'm gloating a little bit about the price I got, I paid, but <laughs> um, I, I think that you, you're actually doing them pretty. It's a pretty strong, you know, like you talk and row. It's amazing. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, fake 30 strokes a minute, you know? Like, I know, right? So, and, and for the true rowers out there, if they see you doing half stroke, half slide at yeah. 30, they'll, they'll call you out on it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to improve what I'm doing, but, yeah. you know, as, as most of you are well familiar with, um, you know, it's, it, you can't always squeeze a workout into your, into your day. So when I'm filming a workout, like that's, that's my workout. If I'm doing yeah. two by 20 minutes on the water, that's, that's what I'm doing. So I, I try to, you know, give it everything I got out there. And if I can insert a, a stupid, crazy, silly story in there in the meantime to help people pass yeah. the time, I think <laughs> at times it can be a little better than staring at a box with numbers on it, but you know, to each their own. And movie reviews and whatever oh, you sing sometimes. <laughs> it's just like, it's such an attractive thing. It just like, I was telling Bruce Smith, a CEO, um, that if I sit down at my machine, I'll do it, you know, but I can avoid it all day. But if I sit down and turn it on, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing yeah. how it attracts you. But uh, Marnie, what's, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your history and rowing and your recent history and how rowing is, you know, 
helping so you. I grew up in a landlocked state without rowing clubs and really had no idea that it existed as a sport. Um, and that includes uh, going to college and having a coxswain as my roommate and still not having any idea what the sport was. Uh, and came to it in, in midlife. I gave myself a learn to row uh, class as a gift for my 45th birthday. Mm -hmm. Fell in love. Uh, was was not at all a sporty person, was not good at rowing, but it's the first thing that ever just so connected that I wanted to get better at it. And that really began a whole fitness journey, not just rowing, but I mean, one of the first things I realized is I was too weak to safely carry boats, to do my part to carry boats. So then I needed to get stronger. So so I've been watching Blake and his crew and Will and Joe for a long time. I've been, you know, it just, I, uh, and I, Charlotte and I connected because I think there's a lot of us who are just everyday rowers, but who come to it later in life and just were like, this is the thing. And we are dive deep, 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 deep. And that was me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I started rowing when I was 56, you know, 10 years or nine years ago. And it it was just so I don't have that you know like that tradition I, I was always kind of active I grew up on a farm and you know but so um but it's kind of yeah right it's it's drawn me in and the Blake I was going to ask you about the um like the the whole body um aspect of rowing is it is it true that it it really uses so many of your muscles and does that help with the fitness development? Yeah, totally. Um, I don't. I don't know what the actual percentages are and, and mm -hmm. what what the science is there. But yeah, I mean, I think from what we've all experienced, we realize how much it works and like how different it is from like just being on the bike, for example, um, just incorporating upper body and lower body. And I think Marnie, what you were talking about, you also found a sport that lends itself to being a lifelong sport and there's not a lot of sports like that um, so i think we, we have a lot of benefits there because of the low impact nature excuse me because of the low impact nature but also like it's been proven over and over again in research with different age groups in terms of the health benefits and um, i even found one study the other day that that said rowers live longer and you could argue what the reason <laughs> is behind that but we're all we're all here because it's something that we can do um, and we want to do it for as long mm -hmm. as possible. The group of uh, so we've got a, a wide range of, of ages in our club. I also belong to an online club, Avalon, uh, and it, I, I got to uh, row a boat, um, an H boat uh, at Nationals a couple of years ago with a group of 80 year olds and to see the number of 80 year olds rowing at Nationals increase every year, uh, I think goes right along with what you're saying is that there's there's a lot of longevity in this sport. Mari will not appreciate being listed among the 80 year olds. She's not. For that what? picture you're showing. <laughs> Mari, my, my, my cohort there is not an 80 year old. <laughs> so, did, did I she's say- She's not one of them. <laughs> but she is in her seventies and, and uh, is one of the fittest, uh, best uh, people I know to row with, so. Great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say she was an eighty-year-old. No, I was just telling the story. I wanted to be clear. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. No, she doesn't look of it a day over sixty-two. <laughs> but uh, so, your club is—is is it made up of uh, like mostly master shores, or do you have 
Oh, we, we only have master's rowers. Okay. We are uh, basically a community organization uh, that allows us to row out of the Gonzaga University Bow House, Go Zags. Uh, we hire uh, Gonzaga coaches to uh, to coach us, so we have terrific coaching. Um, uh, but that also means that we are limited in our access, so there's no sort of just come and go as you want. Uh, it's a small club. Um, I live in, in Spokane, is on the east side of Washington State, so we have a very short rowing season. It's not um, it's not like Seattle rowing. Uh, we are basically able to get on the river. We, we row on a gorgeous river right in the middle of town, or not in the middle, but right um, in town. Uh, but you would never know that. Um, we got eagles and fish and um, it's terrific. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, we have maybe 30 active members a season. So it is a very different challenge than if you're at Bayak or Marin or something, mm -hmm. you know, one of the really big clubs or CRI. Uh, but it's a, that's part of what hooked me on rowing too, was getting involved in club management and figuring out how do, how do we keep this going under our circumstances? How do we help our, um, 80 year old member with, with his physical issues and keep our 30 year old member who is fit and really wants to go, go, go. How do we keep them both interested and maintain the same club with the resources we have? Yeah. Any thoughts uh, for what, for the, on that uh, Blake or, or Nick, um, like how, how the club can best address those issues? I think one of the coolest parts uh, having, you know, myself not not having extensive rowing background is that all the places that we travel with Hydro or all the new members that come to Hydro, they're typically not rowers. We're, we're not mm -hmm. trying to find the rowing community and say, hey, this is an alternative, you know, it is an alternative, um, but we see so many new people and I'm sure Blake sees this a ton. Um, you know, working with clients who have never rowed before is there's a huge difference between rowing on land and rowing on water. And regardless of what your goal is, having that, you know, we were, you were talking earlier, Charlotte, about um, like the, just the benefit, the fitness benefits. There's very few sports having, coming from a running background than triathlon uh, that, that combine a cardiovascular and a strength benefit like rowing does. Um, but more than the benefits, it, it requires such a level of like how your body operates. I don't know, proprioception awareness, or if that's the right term, but like to know that it's legs, then core, then arms, and then relax. But every time you talk to someone about um, rowing, they always do, you know, this motion. And it's like, yes, that is the motion, but 60, 70% of every single stroke is with your legs and your core. Yeah. And so it requires, um, you know, a pretty athletic motion, especially when you're on the water. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, we had someone the other day, I was rowing and they're like, so I just want to know, like, you look like you know what you're doing is how similar is this to, you know, I was at a gym, how similar is this to what you do on the water? And I was like, if you took this machine and put it on two BOSU balls and then you, you tried to do it, that's, you know, that's the, the closest I could, you know, compare to it at that time. But um, it is low impact. It's what astronauts use in space, um, you know, because it, it, you don't need the, the gravity. It's all self-generated power. It's not like you can just hit a button on a treadmill like you can on a treadmill and increase speed. Um, so 
at Hydro in particular, when you get all these new people who come to it, who've never wrote a day in their life, um, breaking down, you know, we get all these people who are like, I'm doing, I'm taking a stroke when you're taking a stroke, Nick, but my split is not what your split is. And it's like, yeah, no, it's like, you've got question. legs like this. Yeah. And like, you know, you have to know how to use them. So yeah, um, it's fascinating seeing that progression from never taking a stroke in your life on land or on water to masters rowers who maybe came to it late in life or have been doing it all their life. Um, but, but seeing that smooth, um, you know, it's such a beautiful sport. So to see that on a flat, calm day, mm -hmm. you know, just an eight or four or whatever, you know, single go by, um, it takes a lot of work to get to that stage. So it's, it's one of those sports where I have such a, an appreciation for of like, you know, it's not like you just, you know, my sport of throwing your shoes on, walking out the door and you go and do it. It's you drive to a boathouse. You got to make sure you live near water. You got to get the oars, get the boat, put it in the water. You know, it's a, and, and then you're, you know, spending at least an hour to make it all worthwhile. So uh, there's a lot of elements that go into to making yourself better at that sport. So um, having people like Blake or Marnie, you know, part of master's programs or, um, you know, the science of it all, it's, there's rowing is such a, 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 a form and technique based, based sport that uh, it's hard to just sum up and like do this and you'll get it, you know? So it's, it's yeah. fun to kind of be a part of that process. And uh, I, some of our, our viewers are watching the live stream and some will be listening afterwards, but I'm showing a picture now and I'll, I'll put all this in our uh, show notes, but, um, I always tease Nick when I see him at my rowing club because they, they film out of there. <laughs> Don't they have somebody to carry your boat for you? <laughs> I feel like if I get to the stage where someone else is carrying my boat, like that's uh, <laughs> either a really good thing or like you're at a different diva status. Well, you there. know, I row with women like in their 70s and 80s at CRI. And, you know, they're mostly carrying their own boats. We try to help each other. You know, that's kind of a culture there, you know, help each other. But, um, There's, but yeah. Especially CRI when you see someone like kind of waiting to, if they can ask you to help. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, yeah, no problem. I'm happy to help. Yeah. But no, at 33, in decent shape, I feel like I should be carrying my own boat for now. But, and what are you um, doing with this? Oh, this is like a workout, right? Three by 15. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, I had started tag along before I started with Hydro. And because, you know, as I was kind of figuring out what training meant to me and what I was going to gear for, coming from a multi-sport background uh, with swimming, running, and, and cycling, a lot of people would come up to me asking, you know, I'm training for this race, or uh, I really want to improve my, my run uh, with triathlon. So we kind of, you know, tag along has over 90 professional athletes that you can find and hire them to, to train with you, whether it's virtual um, or in person, create sure. training plans, kind of just help make sense of what are your goals? How can we customize a plan with the resources you have? Um, and, you know, and just kind of take a lot of that decision fatigue out of it, yeah. uh, make a little more sense as to, mm -hmm. you know, especially with, with a lot of hydro people, it's like, I want to PR every single day. And it's like, that's unrealistic. <laughs> That's definitely not something that rowers do. You have steady days. You have, you know, kind of in interval days. You have speed days. You you can do all out two Ks. So, um, yeah, being able to combine what I do with tag along with a lot of the people who come from hydro, uh, you get kind of that whole range of uh, never taking a stroke in their life. To I use rowing as a cross training tool 
uh, for running because I can't run five, six days a week anymore because mm-hmm. uh, my knees can't handle it. But I really like rowing as a cross training tool. So being able to use rowing as a cross training or use swimming or, you know, implement all these different sports into one. Like we were talking the other day, Charlotte, about um, strength training. As mm-hmm. you get older, uh, you can get in pretty good cardiovascular shape, but maintaining that strength becomes a little more uh, challenging. So, um, you know, heart health is key, but but making sure you can, you know, do some push-ups, yeah. do some pull-ups, do the things that are going to support yourself for, for the rest of your life is huge. Marnie, do you have a program that you follow? I mean, like, do you, like, how do you motivate yourself, like, to do 10 reps of this and, you know, some curls and some. So uh, what I haven't mentioned is that I had a serious accident uh, last year in 2020, um, an extremely serious accident. Uh, So I was um, pretty haphazard prior to that. Uh, The pandemic hit and um, because I couldn't row and couldn't do a lot of other things, I decided to take up indoor rock climbing, which may not have been my smartest move ever. Uh, and oh. I uh, took basically a 20 foot fall, broke many things. And so I have been recovering ever since yes. then. So my approach now to just fitness in general and to life, um, and again, I think part of, I've, I've had a, based on, um, medical advice, I've had an incredibly good recovery thus far, and I don't think it's over yet. Uh, and I think that part of what made that possible is, is, is actually due to rowing and the fact that I spent the last nine years um, trying to learn to be less independent and less bossy and more coachable. And being coachable is a really, really good school skill, um, I find in life, but especially if you are rehabbing from an injury. So yeah. I... Currently, um, when I was ready to go back to rowing, I've been doing PT. When I was ready to go back to rowing, I got a PT who is a former national rowing team uh, member who um, I I said to her, I don't don't want to take the step to rowing unless I can do that safely. So our goal here isn't to get me back to rowing. It's to make sure I'm safe to get back to rowing. So we worked through things uh, on that front. I have a terrific gym. Uh, um, actually, even before that, I um, I used my rowing connections when I got to the point where I could walk again with a cane uh, and was ready to start working out and trying to strength train. I reached out to Tara, who has been a co-host in this program. Tara Morgan, yeah. She's on mm-hmm. the Steady State podcast mm-hmm. now. Uh, I met her uh, uh, on, uh, I think, probably on Facebook or, or you know through rowing groups. And I reached out to her, and so I started by virtual training with CCR, uh, which uh, is over in Seattle, so I can't be in person, mm-hmm. but they were amazing about, um, you know, because they work with uh, people who are in wheelchairs who have mobility issues, uh, they're an adaptive club, uh, so they were great in helping me t- to start training just in general and for life, not not rowing necessarily, um, but but being aware of the things I can do. I've done um, added in kin stretch, so I've got mobility training that I do regularly, and I've started slowly working back to my gym, which is um, not formally CrossFit, but is on the CrossFit model. So I, I got a lot of different things, but honestly, at this point, the thing that motivates me is exactly um, 
not just that rowing's a lifetime sport, but that I have learned that I like sport, that moving is so important to um, not just sport, but to your everyday life. And so I am very motivated to maintain and push my recovery further and, and to just, you know, kind of, uh, yeah. Also, I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are way too buff. But you know, when I <laughs> when I started rowing, the fact that I was too weak to carry the boat, it, it was a huge thing to me when I could start like being one of the people who you could count on to carry my yeah. part of the boat. It was also a huge thing to me when our club realized that we should have five people on a quad, not four. Um, you know, <laughs> that, that we had to adapt it for the group we had. But yeah. um, but. Being physically strong is important to me. Yeah. Well, well Marnie, I, mean, I wanna I wanna yeah, I just wanted sorry. to turn yeah, to ask you Blake what sure. your reaction on that on rehab. Yeah. yeah, Marnie, first I was just gonna say sorry you had to go through that. Um, but it's also like you're another story, um, on top of so many other stories I've heard of of perseverance and like being able to come back and finding a way to, to even come back better. Like you might even be stronger at some point if you're not there. <laughs> Um, but I think what people could take from what you said too, was you trusted and found the coaches that were right for you and they gave you the guidance. Like Nick was talking about, they met you where you are. Um, and then they continue to take you to the next level. Right. And I think another thing that's good for athletes in general, but especially for masters athletes is to think, think and to pay attention to your body. So like, Mm-hmm. There may be a training plan, but it's it's not always your day to do that exact workout, right? So like being willing and being aware enough that you can step back and say, okay, today's not my day to go at this intensity or today's not my day to do two by 20 minutes or whatever the plan was and being able to deviate from it and being okay with it because that's going to go a long way in terms of keeping you healthy for longer as well. Um, it, it's much, much more about consistency than hitting the right split for the right duration. Especially endurance sports too. I feel like you're so defined by your time uh, or a mark or, you know, the, the 2K, especially in rowing. But like, it's very hard, especially after coming back from surgery or whatever it is, to not compare yourself to a former version of what you did. Yeah. Um, and to be able to say like, all right, I... My goal is this. It may might only be 70% of what my, my PR used to be. To get rid of that mentally and just be like, this is the goal. Like Blake said, you know, today, you know, I wanted to do this. I could only get through 50% of it. That's better. I used to have this training partner who would, you know, in the pool, he'd pull himself out after two or three intervals, be like, I'm done. I just don't have it. And I would never understand that at 24, 25, 26 years old. And now I'm like, no, no, that makes sense. Like, you know, and he would kick my butt in, in most races. So I was just like, you know, you listening to your body is so key, especially as we get older or, or, or we're coming back from some type of injury. So kudos to you. That's incredible. And, and I so agree with that. Um, and I think we were talking a little bit before for masters, especially because most masters are, you know, wedging, rowing in, um, or whatever their sport is among all the other daily things they've got going on. So they don't do warmups. They don't do cool downs. They don't do, um, a whole heap of stuff around. They're just like, give me in the boat, give me on the water. Let's go. Um, and let's go as fast as we can. Cause that's fun. And that is, that is, and they're afraid to, um, 
to acknowledge that maybe the pain that they're having that has started out just happening once in a while, but now is happening all the time. They're afraid to acknowledge that, you know, that maybe that needs somebody to talk to them and somebody to, to, to look at it because they're afraid that means they have to stop. Um, and I, that's one of the things that I've learned again, um, from, from people like Blake, from uh, paying attention to uh, all the amazing resources we have now on um, in podcasts on um, uh, um, social media, uh, of, of the fact that it's really, if you care for your body, you're going to be able to do the sport longer. If you pay attention to these things and address them early, you're, you know, you're going to get to tag along. You're going to get to to <laughs> do the things you want to, and and that's that's huge. And I, I think um, that isn't just true of masters. I know um, I've heard Blake talk about in a podcast about his injury, and I think um, you hear a lot of young rowers talk about, you know, they're afraid to get cut from their team. They're afraid to um, acknowledge this stuff for for other reasons. So it it so it happens at every level. Yeah, I feel like you know my. Injuries, slight injuries that I've had have been pretty much my responsibility <laughs> because I haven't done enough stretching or core work or I've let my, you know, I was telling Blake or Nick, um, I always get a back injury right before the head of the Charles because you know? <laughs> I, I go out and wail on it, you know, and I'm doing, I'm not thinking about the technique and it's just like, it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Hard to with rowing, it's your whole body, right? So if you have a little tiny thing in your shoulder, in your foot or your knee, you're like, oh, I'm fine. And maybe you can get away with that in other sports. But with rowing, especially when like you're in a boat with other people, yeah. that, that mentality, it's such a rower's mentality of like, well, I can't stop. Like if I stop <laughs> these three other people, I got to tell three other people in a four, yeah. in a quad or, you know, in a four, like, no. But it, it, like you said, it is kind of, it can be very counterproductive. Um, yeah. So making sure you're taking the steps to, yeah, to be, and I, be I just, be healthy. I really appreciate my coaches at CRI and I, I think rowing coaches and everywhere I've gone, I always try and row and do a visiting, you know, visit a club where, where I travel and, um, you know, they, they just like, I don't know what it is about them. They're just so focused on the individual. And I mean, I've never really had a bad coach anywhere I've gone. I don't know. I suppose they have bad days. <laughs> I I just I just want to give a big shout out to, to you know all rowing coaches. Please, we need more. I'm I'm actually on the board of a high school group here in uh, Arlington, Mass, and we are looking for a coach. <laughs> so if anybody wants to 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 have a job, um, three to six p.m. It's it's available. But you know, I, I just think uh, coaches are great and. One thing I need to do to for accountability is like I need to pay for something or I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I need to pay for a hydro. I need to pay for a training program. I, you know, I, it's that's just kind of maybe other people are more self-motivated, but I need to have that responsibility. But, yeah. Well, thank you all. I'm just uh, I have one little thing I want to uh, ask you at the end. But I'd like to really pre appreciate this being our, our last uh, celebration for the three-year anniversary, 100 episodes, and uh, fit for life, row for your life, whatever you want to call it. It's a great send-off 
uh, for this year. Um, like I was, we have a, a lot of great uh, topics coming up in 2022. So we'll do a little bit better on the planning, but <laughs> I appreciate y'all coming in um, at, at this kind of couple weeks notice. That was great. Um, we uh, are brought by to you by our sponsors. They pay the bills and keep the internet bits and bytes flowing. Sykes and Resolute now is also teamed up. They're a, a, a sponsor and SykesUSA.com or Resolute, I think ResoluteRacing.com. Uh, Burnham Boat is one of our sponsors. They're a fabulous company. Everybody has one for their boat. If they if you own a, a rowing shell, you probably have a Burnham Boat cover. There are a couple other companies. But, um, Good Inklings is our website designer and developer. We could not exist. We could not do and get the word out about our uh, operation without Laura Williams of Good Inklings. She's fantastic. And uh, readyrowusa.com is our new website that she designed. Um, use the episode hashtag, which is readyrowusa, all one word on social media and we'll we'll stalk you and give you some good little goodies from our guests. Um, and going down to the next one, we have uh, done seven celebration episodes in December. I don't know what got into me, but I, did, I decided to, and it's, it's not it's not just producing the episode it's like getting the word out getting the guests making sure everybody's got good tech and stuff but we've had incredible um incredible time talking to these folks from building community uh great rowing clubs with jim deets and mark wilson and akila abdullah who works with nick at hydro um rowing careers which you you all could or Tom and, or, I mean, uh, Blake and, and Nick have rowing-related careers. Uh, we had Tom Siddall and, and Ryan Worth of Glide Boats. We introduced our Customer Service Hall of Fame, which we will continue building out in uh, January. Peter Kerman was on from Burnham, uh, Joe Rakoski of NK Sports, and Rachel Friedman from Rowsource. She works with uh, Tara Morgan at uh, Steady State Network as well. And these are all on replay. So just go ahead and, you know, go to our, our website and you'll get all the links to um, to the to the episodes and you can find them on your favorite podcast app as well. Uh, Fearless Change, Matt Zatorski of the Seattle Scholars. They really have a great ethic about uh, access and inclusion. And uh, there's a new club starting in... Um, Lynn, Massachusetts, North Shore Maritime Center, really great um, providing, a, they're working with the community to bring rowing where it really was never, never uh, available. So that we appreciate that. Uh, makers, we had Ali Abrams of JL Racing and Fabio Selvig of Resolute and Sykes on talking about the supply chain and what that means for rowers. And uh, this one we have today. Um, Nick, Blake, and Marnie talking about rowing fitness for life. Um, and we have um, 
some episodes or some topics planned for the coming year. So I would like to ask all of you and our audience as well to just send us what you think we should cover. You know, I want to talk more about access and um, growing the sport, bringing it to more people. I want to do more of that in 2022. Of course, I always like the tech, you know, geeking out with athletic tech. <laughs> it's not necessary for rowing, but um, but it's fun. It, it's fun. It kind of keeps the interest. We have uh, some more episodes coming up from the Rowing Industry Trade Association as well. They're going to be doing a regular piece with us, uh, vendors and boat builders and so forth. Uh, we need to hear from what's going on at your club, like the Spokane River Rowing Association. We just love to talk about just, just random clubs out there. You know, what you're doing, it doesn't have to be a big, you know, splashy club like community rowing in Boston or something on the Schuylkill River in Philadelphia. It's, you know, if you're, if you're in Western Kansas and you have a little rowing spot, tell us about it. We'd love to hear um, and, and highlight it. Um, of course, gadgets and gear. And all that is on our website, readyrowusa.com. So, you know, I realized that our, um, our logo has had, um, what do you call those blades? <laughs> what are the blades, that, the round ones? Blake, you know this. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have the blades. Sorry, <laughs> I was just spacing out a little bit there. Okay, so the the thing I uh, ask at the end, like a random question, but um, what's your favorite little uh, rowing gadget that you have uh, that you find helps your rowing or is just fun to use? I mean, I'll start. I my initials are NK, so I love <laughs> that I can wear an NK hat, and people are like, "Is that your?" your own brand i'm like no it's actually like a legit rowing brand that makes the the yeah. speed coaches on the boat so yeah. I mean, it's simple but uh your nk that. hat yeah NK not hat. very blake do you have but the speed coach yeah. it, it can be expensive too you know i could you can be a well, you yeah have I'm, I'm a fan of uh textured insoles i uh Ooh. i wrote an article about it um but there's a lot of health benefits and it could potentially help with asymmetries at, at mm. the foot stretcher and um, mm -hmm. also stimulates the feet, which is also just really healthy because we live in yeah. boots that we no longer get sensory input to our feet. So textured insoles are my number one. Yeah, I have to go back to that. You did one on like uh, asynchronous leg. Asymmetrical workout. foot forces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just so cool. Marnie, you have a, a little gadget that you like? I have two. Uh, one I've, I've heard other people on the podcast talk about before, which is just uh, the little base. I have a little three inch plastic tool that helps get the spacers out. It was a miracle. Those things, 50 cents, wherever you see one, buy as many as you can and give them to your friends. They are the best. I know. I, I heard that Hudson was giving some away at some regatta in Canada one time and nobody, nobody could You should swarm them. on them. Just like scoop them. They're the best. Um, the other thing that I personally love because uh, we 
we row into we row in the afternoons uh, and so we end up rowing in the dark and so we use a lot of lights and i have a led running vest which i call my disco vest um, and whenever it's time to bring the disco vest out uh, it makes me incredibly happy and i make a lot of disco sounds to go with it so yeah and if you if you if you row super early here like sometimes i do you know the the, it makes you feel really uh, badass there out there. In the <laughs> I don't know that I feel badass, but I do feel lit up and fun. <laughs> lit up, lit up. Let's let's get lit up. Okay, well, you guys are the best. Thank you so much, and uh, thanks to everyone for um, for watching and listening to our three year anniversary. Ready Row USA is the is the live stream and podcast, and we'd like to hear from you. Um, our listeners and audience are what drive us. So thank you again. And we'll um, be announcing our 2022 episodes here on a rolling basis very shortly. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Charlotte. Congrats. <laughs>